Welcome, Wildcats, to another episode of the Weber State Weekly Volleyball Show. We are a member of the Big Sky Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Colby Peterson. On the show tonight, uh, we've got a player interview for you. We are joined by, we've talked a lot about this freshman class, and so we are bringing on another member of that class. We're going to interview freshman outside hitter Jada Tupea, who has had a lot of playing time since the Irvine game. So we're going to talk to her a little bit about her formative years uh, as a recent member of the of the prep ranks in Utah and uh, talk about making the transition to college volleyball. Then uh, we'll do a little match analysis of the, the matches up at Portland state and in club Swenson on Saturday against Northern Arizona. And then uh, that's it. That's all we're going to do tonight. So uh, before we get into all that, I want to encourage everyone to subscribe to the show, whether that's on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. I mean, you can get the show on our website. If that's a thing, I noticed that most people like to use Apple podcasts. Great. Uh, and tell your tell your people, man. If uh, if you know that there are other people that like to go to Club Swenson with you and take in these good and fun volleyball matches, uh, tell them about the volleyball show and the content that we're trying to put out there. We're also on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter—all good places to chat with us, uh, especially on game day. You know, I've been trying to watch the the volleyball matches along with preparing for football stuff, and so we've got two things going on right now. But uh, Saturday was a good time because we had. Volleyball first, and then we got to go and watch a tough football game later that night. So hit us up on Twitter. It's a great place. And then finally, we have our Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash Weber State Weekly. Become a patron. Support us. Really appreciate our patrons thus far, helping us to keep the lights on at Weber State Weekly. Thank you so much. And um, that's it. That's the intro. So now we want to bring in freshman outside hitter Jada Tupea. Jada, thanks so, so much for taking some time to chat with us tonight. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I wanted to start out with um, with like I said, your recent you recently joined the college ba- volleyball ranks, and uh, but you had some accolades in your prep career. Twenty twenty one region MVP, uh, Utah Valley Player of the Year uh, when you were playing in your high school career at Lone Peak High, two time state six A champion and twenty twenty one six A all state second team. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about that time because that's a lot of accolades for such a young player like yourself. Kind of like talk to us about your formative years and kind of what what fueled you to become a player of that caliber in in your prep career. Um, I'd actually transferred sophomore year to Lone Peak, so I was only at Lone Peak for my my junior and senior year. Junior year, I was still very, I'd say a volleyball image is only a DS player. And that kind of said something to me that was myself in those standards. And so I think coming into senior year, I just wanted to be the big player that no one, no one thought I could be hmm. sized. And so a lot of people were doubting how. I, so I think just, Feeling the doubt from junior year was what fueled me the most in senior year. I mean, that's a common thing at Weber State. We've talked to a lot of student athletes over the years at Weber State Weekly, and often, like, that's the case, right? Folks feel like, oh, man, like, you're playing at Weber State. You're not going to be nothing. I mean, of course, one of the shining examples of that, one Damien Lillard, right, where it's like, ah, nobody really recruited him that much. He did have some offers, but he chose Weber State first, and then as he progressed in his career, uh, he got some serious offers. People saying, hey, you should transfer. You should come to our school. And he's like, nah, you guys didn't want me then. You don't get me now. So I can get it. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's a big part of being a Wildcat. 
So next question. I think I that. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> no, tell me, what, what do you think? I think that, that like bittersweet, like I, I kind of found a way to love, love all the haters, I guess you could say. But I think that's something that I, I don't mind it anymore. Yeah, perfect. Well, um, so now we've talked about, you know, that prep career playing in high school, but also in volleyball, we talked to Michaela Sorensen about this um, last week. Uh, the fact that um, there's also like this club circuit that exists. And, you know, obviously Michaela playing up in Idaho with the same club that Danny Nay, now Danny Richens had played for. You played for Club V here in Utah mm -hmm. and uh, or there in Utah, I should say. And you were former teammates with folks who are on the on the roster now at Weber State, Sonny Katoa and Brielle Rickard. So talk to us a little bit about your relationship with them and how you've been able to kind of like build on that and maybe pick up where you left off in club now at Weber State. Um, my relationship with, with Brielle and Sane are closest ones. Uh, my whole freshman class is really close. I played with Ashley as well. And um, we just, since we've had that history, I think it's definitely something that makes us so close that my team has to separate us, but I mean, the thing that we had to learn all together to mesh with the other girls, most definitely, I don't work, went away from us from club. So I think it kind of, kind of just grows season. Yeah. And we've heard, you know, especially this season a lot that um, when you all travel, that you know there are certain certain cars that everyone travels in right they're like groups it's like okay you you with Maya you know you with this coach you mm -hmm. with that coach and so uh you know i guess it it makes it a little bit easier to be like all right we're going to hang out in a car for a long time and take these long road trips and go to southern california uh -huh. or whatever because yeah we've known each other for a long time mm -hmm. well uh want to talk now and and kind of Transition now to your your young career at Weber State. I mean, the thing that I've noticed from your play thus far already is that you're pretty talented at the service line, and that's a hallmark of Wildcat volleyball. You know, last season uh, we coined the term A State because the Wildcats were really good at, at at finding those spots from the service line, finding the place on the other side of the net where they could send the ball and oftentimes create problems for the defense and get those aces. It seems like you're already well on your way to joining the ranks of a state about that. Is that something that you developed as a prep player and also in club, or is it something that has really come on since you've joined the roster at Weber state? I think it's definitely something that has come on date. Um, in the beginning I was, I was out due to the heart problem. <laughs> and so, um, going into I knew I had one job, one responsibility, and one task that I and let my teammates take care of theirs as well. And serving is something that chances to score right now. And so, so I think that's what I think about, about it. I want to I want to get my team up there. Either way, when we're, whether we're losing, that's something that is really in my mind when I go back to serve. 
Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that affects momentum, right? When you get you get a service ace, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's like, ah, oh, and then it comes back. And especially if you can string some of those together, or some good sequences together, I mean, it really steals the momentum. And volleyball is such a momentum game, right? So so much more than other sports. Um, but mm-hmm. that's uh, that's really interesting mentality. My wife is the same way. She always says, I want to win and I want to win right now. <laughs> so like... Same thing, right? You, if, if there's a way to affect the yeah, game immediately, it sure. is through service aces, right? Mm-hmm. Um, talking now a little bit about um, the the young career or the young season already, um, I noticed that since the Irvine game and that Southern California trip that you all took, you've played pretty much every game. You've had an appearance in every game and almost every set. And so I wanted to ask if that was like, um, it's. it seems to me that it's kind of rare that freshmen and a number of freshmen on this roster, especially some mm-hmm. opportunities already in season because the roster is a little bit thin. So you all have gotten tons and tons of opportunities to play against some really good teams already and kind of grow that night. And, and I've talked about on the show about how that, that is going to pay massive dividends. I think going into the future, because you all are going to be basically a year ahead of everybody else in the conference because everybody else is sitting there, freshmen and sophomores while the juniors and seniors are playing. Right. So you all are getting this experience now it's going to make you very seasoned sophomores and juniors. So talk to us a little bit about mm-hmm. that, about getting those opportunities and trying to use them. How, are you, how have you been using those opportunities to grow as a player already? Um, I actually, I like this question a lot. Didn't really think of it like that. I would always think of it like, oh, like I have this weight, but I think I, I'm one of the players that needs to love, love the pressure. Uh, um, and pressure love is a privilege, right? We are being, yeah, being challenged so early. So I think that's something that I've grown to grow from um, is just, just being in the moment while I can because and they've been here and they, they've gone through it already. So I, I think I have a... a other girls that have been through what I've been through already. So it's nice to even be playing with that as a huge benefit for me and the other freshmen as well. Yeah. I mean, like last year's freshman class, uh, they had the opportunity to play with, you know, some of the all-time greats in the program, making it all the way to the conference championship, losing in five, obviously on, uh, on our own floor at club Swenson, which was a bitter taste, especially to Northern Colorado, which we don't love. But, um, but you know, the opportunity that kind of they got, and now you get to hear about some of that. And so I hear what you're saying, where it's just like these chances to get to, to hear from them, understand what that, what that privilege looks like, what it takes to get to that level. And just immediately put that into play. Really good opportunity, I think, for this roster mm-hmm. and you know the freshman class that you're a part of. I want to talk a little bit now about um, the season. It's it's kind of had some ups and downs, right? There, there's like the thrill of beating uh, UNLV in Vegas, which you know was a team that had won the NIVC last year mm-hmm. uh then you know some of the lows of like losing to irvine which really sucks it's yeah. like oh man that was 
totally a game that was winnable, but just had a rough night, you know, and that's what it is. That's, that's volleyball. And it, we talked about that in the beginning of the season that like, there were going to be growing pains that, you know, there were not a lot of seniors on this roster. And so that it was going to take some time and there were going to be bumps. And it feels like that's already happened. Um, particularly against Portland state on Thursday night. Like I said, at the top, that first set was close. And that third set was close. I mean, you, you, you all were yeah. in there. It just, Things just didn't seem to f- quite fall your way. And so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, about you because you are, like we said at the top, a player who has had a lot of success early, a lot of accolades, and now to be hitting some of these setbacks uh, as, as in your first season playing D1 volleyball. Um, how do you personally bounce back? And, and if you are able to do it well, how are you helping your teammates to bounce back as well? Because it can't leave a good taste in your mouth to lose this much because... Honestly, with the things that you've done, you're probably not used to it. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, it's all, all about how you respond. Totally. And so losing in the first set, it was just like, uh, it was not, not fun. The thrill of wanting to bounce back and wanting to next set, maybe like that's, that's definitely what fires me up. Like I, that's what it is. I don't like to lose. So I think that's something that fuels me, me fired up. Um, on the court, I would say, I love to celebrate. Even if it's like a little thing, I'll celebrate because it's just, that's a step forward. And I think that's what, like you said, that, that's how we gain back some of the moments momentum that we so I think that's a huge huge thing for me as well and I would say that you know there have also been moments you know we talked about you know losing obviously no one likes to lose especially when you're as competitive as as you and some of your your colleagues on the roster are but there have also been some shining moments right the UVU match mm-hmm. where you had big mm-hmm. opportunities to get up there and, and serve and get the Wildcats back in in, in that fifth set I mean big opportunities for the freshmen to play the WAC champions on their floor after coming back two sets to none there in the fifth set. I think there were four or five of you on the floor at that time in the fifth set, a lot of trust by the coaching staff to say, Hey, we're going to put this in your hands and uh, see if you can pull out a win against the WAC champions. And you did, which was so impressive. And then did it almost again on Saturday against the mountain West champions, you know? And so just Yes, there have been bumps, but also some really, really amazing, gritty opportunities for you all to grow and show your quality early. So uh, last question I want to ask you, Jada, about was um, about your skills, because obviously you played at a high level coming to Weber State. Um, You you don't play at a high level unless you do certain things really, really well. Uh, you've done some things really well, but now you're at Weber State. The coaching staff, they see things we've already heard from some of the freshmen like Sane, where they talk about like there are very, very subtle things that the coaching staff will take you through to help you become a, a better player. As simple as, you know, put your foot here, not there, those kinds of things. So I wanted to ask, I mean, in your short time working with this coaching staff at Weber State with Maya and now Sammy coming down um, from Northern Utah and then uh, with Matt, I mean, what has this coaching staff helped you to develop beyond some of the skills that you already had coming to Weber State? Uh, I think passing for me, um, it's a huge part of volleyball. It's, It's the start of the offense for sure. 
And so when I, the exact opposite of what I had already known. So I kind of had to answer it a different way. So not that I have mastered it, but I think that's more and is more college level speed of the game is a lot slower. So I think, think their way of teaching how to a really quick and fast way of, of how not to get beat in the college level. And I think for me personally. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. Um, and it's, and it feels like, I mean, I'm going to talk about this here in just a moment, but like passing was a particular problem uh, against Portland state on Thursday night. I think that that's where things kind of took a, it was really difficult. It was a season low in assists. It was a season low in kills. You know, the offense was just having struggles and, and it all stems with passing. And so hear what you're saying for sure. And, um, you know, good to hear that you're getting opportunities like that. It's good to hear that you're being challenged, right? That's, it seems like that's what Maya and his coaching staff do best. And that's why they've been able to achieve what they do. But uh, Jada, want to thank you so much for taking a little bit of time to chat with us on Weber State Weekly, get to know you a little bit. Want to wish you all the best of luck this week as you take an opportunity. Let me check the schedule really fast. You all are going to be up to Idaho State on Friday. That's going to be a big game because yeah. Idaho State, stunning Northern Colorado last week. I watched that match yeah. and I was like, how did this happen? So I went and watched it on ESPN Plus and I was They're like, oh, okay. Right. Yeah. And so uh, taking that trip and then um, then the following week, you'll be going up to Cheney for your first time. So let me know how that is because <laughs> I've never been there. Cool. For sure. But Jada, thank you so much for taking some time to chat thank with us on Weber State Weekly. I want to wish you the best of luck and travel safely. Thank you. Yeah, bye-bye. All right. want to thank Jada Tupaya one more time for hanging out with us here on Weber State Weekly tonight. Get to know her a little bit and kind of how she's been able to grow already in a young season, uh, having lots of opportunities like we've talked about as a freshman to make an impact on the team. And so let's move on to talk a little bit about uh, last week because the Wildcats had two matches. They were on the road for the first one on Thursday night, like we said, against Portland State, who we knew was going to be a tough team. Portland State... Um, a good team last year got the better of the Wildcats in the match up in Portland, but then they came back to Club Swenson to face the Wildcats in the NIVC. The Wildcats ended up taking two of those three matches that they played against each other in the 2021 fall season. And so uh, it was going to be interesting to see how they responded now with a new roster after a number of key Wildcats had uh, moved on and graduated. And then after that, the Wildcats back at home after the Portland State match to take on Northern Arizona at Club Swenson. And um, I think did a good job of bouncing back after a tough, tough loss at Portland State. So let's talk a little bit about how that went down um, up in Portland. And then we'll move on to the match at Club Swenson on Saturday. As I just said to Jada there, um, when she was talking about passing and about how the coaching staff was doing their best to kind of help them develop that skill, um, it seems like uh, passing was... Um, one of the problems. And so, um, like I said, Wildcats competitive in, the, in that first and third set, you know, they're right there with the Vikings who are a very good defensive team, we should say, right? Like, um, you know, Ellie Snook led the conference in digs last season. Um, she, this is, I believe her senior season now. I mean, a very seasoned defensive player, somebody who does a great job of getting the ball back up into the air and letting the setter do what they need to do to run it. But um, the Wildcats did have a season low in assists for that game. Uh, and that also led to a season low in kills for that game. And so I wanted to 
kind of like talk a little bit about that and, and, and wonder what was it exactly that they were doing. And going back through my memory and also looking through the the play-by-play to kind of help jog what I saw, it felt like one of the things that the Wildcats did was, I mean, it felt like this match was a game of runs where, you know, in the first set, Portland State opens it up uh, to a quick 4-0 lead. Then the Wildcats bounce back and they, they trim the lead to 5-4. So it's bam, bam, bam. And, you know, part of that is like what we talked about, service aces, Jada Tupeyahu having one of those uh, to get the second point in the, uh, in the match. And so uh, it's just, it felt like it was a game of runs and then things kind of settled down and they go back and forth. The Wildcats ended up actually having, pulling out in front, getting a pretty good sized lead going up 13, 10, then 14, 15, 11. And it felt like, Oh, okay. The Wildcats are going to possibly respond here, make a, make a run at Portland state and really get them out of what they like to do best. But Portland state took advantage of, of mistakes and they did their best to run their offense, which I mean, they had some service aces themselves. The when when it, when it was all said and done, Portland State was close to the Wildcats. Wildcats had nine service aces. Portland State had seven, but you know they're right there. The thing that I think made the difference was Portland State led the Wildcats far and away in assists, forty-five to thirty-three, and then also, of course, in kills, sixty-nine or in digs, sorry, sixty-nine to sixty-two. So a better job at digging the ball out. And then also getting the ball back up in the air and letting the setter do what they need to do. And so I think that that's really where this match lies. And so, of course, Wildcats, they were competitive in that first set, but eventually Portland State matches them. They come back and they, they go on a bit of a scoring run. It's close, it's close, it's close. The Wildcats were the first to reach 20, which usually is a good sign. Where It's like if you're the first to reach 20, you can make that run. They're up 21-17. It's really looking like the Wildcats are going to pull out this first set, which is, is going to be big, I think, for momentum for them. But then here comes Portland State with a, with a three-point um, three run. Wildcats get one back, then a two-point run. Then it's tied. And then at that point, the lead is gone. What are you going to do? Um, Jada ended up with a service ace, which is unfortunate. And then that's all she wrote. Um, Portland State ends up winning 25-23. Just such a bummer. And I think that it definitely affected the second set where they came out a little bit flat. It's kind of an emotional loss. We've talked about that in the past, how sometimes losing a close set like that, you come back in the second set and you're just not quite over it. It felt like maybe that was what would happen. Um, so the interesting thing was that even though passing wasn't necessarily working, the offense wasn't working super well, the Wildcats did tie a season high at nine service aces but at the same time committed nine service errors. So they took nine points directly from the Vikings, but gave nine points right back. And so I wondered this, if that's going to be a trend where we see that a high number of service aces means that they are taking chances, that they are serving the ball well, putting the ball where they want to, but also maybe that comes with a price, whereas sometimes because there are so many young players on that skill, they're not as seasoned as a Danny Nay or a National Power or a Rylan Adams. At, at that and so they're working on that skill to get there i think that it's it might be something that persists throughout the season and progressively probably goes down as this coaching staff gets more and more time with these players to perfect that skill because if you've ever listened to these interviews with like head coach jeremiah larson he'll talk about the fact that um serve receive is such a big deal 
skill and a huge part of the system that he runs. And so they always put a, a strong emphasis on service. And so I think that that will come on just because it's such a key part of the, of the system that Weber State runs that eventually there is going to be, um, there's going to be players that get coached up, that they just get better because the more time you spend with the coaching staff, it's just going to happen. So unfortunately, the Wildcats, like we said, fall in, th- in straight sets. They lose 25-23 in the first set, 25-19 in the second, and then another 25-23 um, loss in the third set. And the Wildcats are swept out of the gym up in Portland. So a tough, a tough match in Portland on the road. But like we said, there are going to be they're going to be those those bumps along the way. We've seen them already. There are going to be more of them. It's all growing pains. But as I told Jada earlier, the more this team gets to play, especially this young freshman class, that just puts them that much ahead of any other freshman class in the conference because they are going to have so much experience going into the conference tournament. And I think, as we said at the beginning of the season, that as the as the schedule ramps up, because it does, there will be opportunities for them to show their medal. And I think they've already done it this season. Like we said, in the UVU match in the match against Utah state, they've shown that they can, they can claw back and get themselves into a match, you know, in that, in those two cases, going down two sets to none clawing back fifth set. In the case of UVU, they, they win in the case of Utah state, they end up losing close uh, in a 15, 13 decision in the fifth set. So we've already seen, I think some glimmers of what this team can be, that they can have some grit, that they can have some determination. It's just a matter of, I think, just working through building some chemistry, uh, which is going to take a little bit of time, but it's going to happen. So now let's uh, turn our attention to the match against Northern Arizona. Uh, the the Lumberjacks come to Club Swenson to face the Wildcats in, in the fortress. Uh, obviously, if you follow Wildcat volleyball at all over the last few years, you know how difficult it is for teams to win at Club Swenson. And it is, right? Like the Wildcats don't usually lose in Club Swenson. It is a very difficult place to win. And the Wildcats took care of business, right? Right out of the gate, it looked like they were going to take that loss in Portland and just use that fire to just punish Northern Arizona. And so they come out really quick win, 25 to 13, right out of the gate. But then the second set comes and it feels like maybe a little bit of complacency. The Wildcats, you know, kind of flip the script. They end up losing 25-17 and uh, that match wasn't particularly close. Uh, another, another match of runs and uh, I think that it's that that fumbling of the second set just shows that there is there is growth to be had, and it's situations like that where you see it, where it's like, you know, the team that we saw in the fall and the spring of 2021 had that killer instinct, where if they were ahead, they were going to get you, they were going to close you out. We saw that a number of times against Southern Utah. We saw it against Eastern Washington, where it was a team that the Wildcats knew they were going to be able to handle relatively easily and they took care of business against them. I think this team is learning that, but it is a key piece of the culture at Weber state and in coach Jeremiah Larson's program. And so they're learning those things. So they end up dropping that second set, which is unfortunate, but it is what it is. Then finally winning sets three and four, 25, 18, 25, 18. Now the, the lumberjacks get back to 20 points, not even get close again and just really kind of close it out. So I think that, Every time that we see a fumble like that, we see a response and that should give Wildcat fans heart that they're learning, they're growing. And as the schedule gets tougher and 
more difficult opponents show those those chances to really take care of teams and get out there in front i think are gonna or even some of those close losses like the, the close losses in the first and third sets in portland are going to have an impact on the team and they're going to remember those things when they get into more difficult matchups um want to talk a little bit about that third set in particular um, because some names we haven't called a lot in previous two sets, like Jada Tupea. Um, there was even a kill by Macy Summerall, uh, normally playing Libero, but uh, she had a, her she had a kill in that match, and so it felt like the third set was a team effort. It really felt like the Wildcats were going to do what they could to get themselves back to to right the ship, and they really did. Right, like they come in and right out of the gate they go on a, on a three zero run. And then, you know, it was a little bit of back and forth, but then the Wildcats go on this massive run at, at 11, nine, they go, they rattle off one, two, three, four, five points to go up 16, nine, two more to go up 18, 10. And then a couple of points later, go up 21, 12. And at that point, unless a huge collapse happens, the Wildcats are going to win it, which is exactly what happens. Uh, there were some things in there. Kills from Jada Tupea, which who really, I think, had a, a good set. Same with her colleague, Sane Katoa. She was right there. But Jada is really you know, one of the players that closes it out, along with seeing Danny Richens back at the outside hitter position. She did start that match at Libero. So if you look at that sheet, it's a little bit weird because you'll see the um, split, I guess, between Richens and and uh, Michaela Sorensen. So 21 digs for Danny Richens, 22 digs for Michaela Sorensen. That's a function of, you know, moving one player from libero to the outside, which is, if you've watched, you know, that's where Danny, that's her killing floor. That's where she really takes care of business. Um, but I, I wondered this, uh, if the, the move with Danny playing libero, I think it was clear that, in the games that she played libero earlier, um, the Wildcats were a little bit hurt. And so they were looking to fill holes where they could with players that had skill sets that uh, were serviceable. And that's what Danny was for the Wildcats playing libero for that time when uh, she was uh, injured for a little bit. But I think then the switching to Michaela Sorensen and saying like, okay, um, we're going to put Richens where she belongs, which is on the outside. It's where she's won the MVP. It's where she's won all American. Uh, it's a, it's the place that she does best putting her there and just saying, okay, let's, let's go and close, close out the, the lumberjacks. I think it really made a big difference for the offense. And I think it also gives opportunities for some of these other younger players to get chances at the net because Danny Richens is such a good player that she sucks up a lot of the oxygen. You know, she ended up hitting 462 in this match on uh, 12 kills on 26 attempts with no uh, attack errors. I mean, that's, that's something that teams have to pay attention to. And so she draws the defense to her in a way it gives Kate Staniford this opportunity then to kind of distribute the ball in other places. And we saw on the other side, Emma Mangum, where she's, she's hitting 367, 30, uh, 30 attempts with 14 kills. I mean, just doing a really wonderful job of balancing that offense between the two. And uh, it, it did wonders. Took care of business in those third and fourth sets. Like it, it was never in question. Um, so overall, Emma Mangum leads all scorers with 14 kills. Um, Kate Staniford ties Jordan uh, Chernis with four aces, which is you know where we, we expect to see the Wildcats um, 
they ended up leading in that category seven, seven aces to five. Uh, I think that the thing that has stuck out to me most in these last two matches is that blocks have really been a thing in this match. Blocking for the Wildcats has been very good. 13 to the Lumberjacks, eight. Uh, but then the assisting got better in this match. 45 assists to Northern Arizona's 39. Um, that, I think, folks, is really the key. And when this team is assisting well, that the offense is flowing because we know that there are dangerous, dangerous hitters on the outside. Talented folks, not just on the outside, but also in the middle. We've seen Sonny Katoa, Brielle Rickert have really, and Bailey Bodily all have really good games in the middle. And so when the ball is flowing the way that it should, it really creates lots of opportunities for this offense to, to run and puts defenses in a bind. And so I think that so long as they can keep that going, this is probably going to be a, a relatively fun season with a lot of growth. Uh, it's house money. You know, I don't think anybody necessarily expects the Wildcats to go and just win it outright. It's not like the expectations of last year where Wildcats were returning as conference champions, both as regular season and tournament conference champions. Conference championship is played in their building. Um, a lot of those same seniors were on that team. There were expectations that the Wildcats would once again go back to the NCAA tournament. Um, and those those hopes were unfortunately doused in the fifth set of the championship game to Northern Colorado again. Um, so for the second time in three years, they fall in five, which is unfortunate. Um, but I think that so long as this offense is assisting well and moving the ball, distributing the ball well, they're a tough team to 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 beat because the hitters out of the outsides and in the middle are very talented. And when they're set up properly, man, they can send it. So the Wildcats split the week. Uh, they end up going one of one, losing the match in Portland State, like we set up in Portland, but then taking the match against Northern Arizona in Ogden. And so uh, let's look at the upcoming schedule and see what's on tap for the Wildcats uh, this week and next. And so, like we said with Jada, Friday, September 30th, the Wildcats will be taking the trip up to Pocatello uh, to face the Bengals. Normally, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have necessarily been worried about this match because Idaho State has had some woes. They've not really played great volleyball the last few years. You know, they've been kind of rebuilding. Um, but then the thing that I think that raised a lot of eyebrows, well, a couple of things that raised eyebrows with that team is that coming out of the out-of-conference schedule, they were number one in the conference. Now you can say that's, well, it's because they played a soft schedule or whatever. That's fine. You can say those things. Uh, but then coming into conference play, facing the the reigning conference champions in Northern Colorado on their floor, you know, and Northern Colorado has some some very good wins in their out-of-conference. They beat North North Carolina. They beat Colorado State. Uh, there are some quality wins that they've racked up and they're out of conference. I think if you asked anybody, they would they would tell you that the Bears are probably the best team in the conference right now. And they get stunned. The Bengals do the same thing to the Bears that the Wildcats did to UVU and almost did to Utah State, where the Bears go up two sets to none. Then the Bengals come roaring back uh, and tie it up and it goes to a fifth set and the Bengals are able to pull it out and get the win. Stunning the Bears. Uh, and in the opening of conference play. And so just really, really interesting match. And so that kind of, I think, provides an opportunity to make sure that the Wildcats are not looking past the Bengals because it's clear that they can win. So you need to be careful. So that match, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, ESPN Plus. Uh, you can drive up to Pocatello. It's only 90-minute drive up there. Um, uh, and check out Reed Jim. Um, and then you can head home. Uh, it's, it's a Friday night. 
Then uh, there's no game on Saturday. So the following week, October 6th, Wildcats will be on the road at Eastern Washington, taking up taking the trip up to Cheney. Uh, that match will be at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on ESPN+. Plus. Then, of course, if you're up in Cheney, you're probably going to Idaho, which is exactly what happens. Saturday, October 8th, the Wildcats will be in Moscow to face the Vandals, 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on ESPN Plus for that match. It's also homecoming that week, and so a number of things going on there. It's too bad the Wildcats don't get to be home for homecoming, but uh, make sure to welcome them back when they come back, which will happen next week. So Thursday, October 13th, Sac State comes to Ogden to face the Wildcats, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Buy your tickets. Of course, if you're ever in need of tickets, Weber State Weekly has two season tickets to volleyball. So you can go and uh, ever, if you ever are in need of a couple, Reach out to us. We probably have some and we'll be glad to share them with you. Uh, then after the Sac State game on Thursday, October 13th, Saturday, October 15th, Portland State returns to Ogden to face the Wildcats at Club Swinson. Uh, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. You can buy your tickets at WeaverStateSports.com or watch it on ESPN Plus like I probably will. Or if you need some help, just reach out to us. We can get you some tickets. Uh, then finally, uh, there will be a trip up to the, the Montana trip will come up after that Thursday, October 20th. Wildcats take the trip to Missoula to face the Grizz 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on ESPN+. Plus. So that is the upcoming schedule for this volleyball team uh, for the next few weeks. Um, we'll wrap up the show. Email us, weberstateweekly.gmail.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And then I've got our Patreon, of course. Um, the blog, we're working, still working on our grades to talk about uh, how we felt about the performance of the football team last weekend at Davis. So that should be up soon. Uh, watch for that on the blog, but there's lots of other content there as well. So go check out the blog at weberstateweekly.com. Like I said, at the, at the top of the show, you can also listen to the show. We have a, a tab for that, but uh, a number of articles that our, uh, our good panelists have written, uh, they can, they're all housed there. So that's the show folks really want to appreciate you for taking some time to download, listen, uh, and uh, talk a little volleyball with me tonight. Um, appreciate Jada Tupaya for coming onto the show and we'll wrap it up. Like we always do. Weber state, Weber state. Great, great, great. Go Wildcats.